and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. And given that December is all but upon us, <gasps> and Christmas is just around Jingling the corner, around the corner, my tree has been up for almost a month because. My children were very, very That's excited. That's how we work. My my Christmas forest has gone up because my husband and I can't agree on a tree, so now we have two. You're welcome. Mm. So, this week, Amy, what kicks off the season for us? The Christmas Bride by Anne Gracie, which is a novella that happens in the Chance Sisters series, but yep. it happens after the second book, so yeah, right. between the second and third books. Yeah, cool. Would you like me to do the spoiler-free recap? I'll, I'll try. You can suck me. No, that's okay. okay. I, I didn't mean to. I feel like I, I was just asking. It was banter. I was bantering. No, I, no, no, no. I just was thinking, do I have the capacity to do it? Okay. So. It's set in Regency England. But it's Christmas time. Snow is thick on the ground. And we open with Blake Ashton, mm. who is introduced in the very first of the Chance Sisters novels as one of the partners in the firm that... There are four. Freddie, who gets married off in the second novel, Mm -hmm. Max, who gets married off in the first novel, and Flynn, Patrick Flynn, Flynn, who's the fourth novel. Mm. He's the hero in that. And Blake. And then Blake never appears in those first two novels, and Anne Gracie wrote this sort of after because she seemed to have just not written his story. So I read there's like a before word... Yes. A pre-word, whatever that is. Anyway, where Anne Gracie explicitly was like, look, I always meant for Blake to come back because he's been abroad for ages, hasn't been home to England. He was supposed to come back and marry Jane. In the book. In the book. book. Yeah, in the third book. But she said when she got to know Jane a little bit better, she realised that Blake was the wrong man for her to marry. Jane needed a different kind of character. And so... Blake just kind of fell by the wayside. And we never really hear about him again. No, and so obviously astute readers had emailed her and she said it was one of the main requests she got was to sort out Blake's story. So that's why I think it's set between book two and three because that's when she intended for him to, to do come back his in. thing. Also, yeah. it gives us, you know, Damaris gets married in Christmas time, so yeah, it gives course. us that nice season. So Blake is a bit mysterious about why he refuses to return to England, and this book opens with he's in England and he gets held up. Other people know, though. It's just a secret from us. I we, think all the of the people who were, yeah, that's yeah. right. He's returned and he gets held up by a very, very youthful highwayman. Footpad. Footpad, not highwayman. And in self-defense, he shoots the footpad and... I think it's an accident. Well, like he, he has he the gun out, and the yes, and then and the someone goes no, and then his horse rears, and then or whatever he gets knocked That's, over yeah. by a small little boy, yeah. and hot mess. Footpad gets shot, and turns out Footpad is actually a young woman, romantic heroine, and the person who knocked him over is her little brother, and they are living in sort of mysterious and very, 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 very like essentially a, a hovel stricken in like a shack in the forest with what they can scrounge. And they're in hiding. They are in hiding. Mm. I think that's probably enough explanation because it's quite a short book and if I continue, you'll know the whole story. But the reason Blake is back in England is his partners in the trading firm have 
you know, he's finally agreed after 10 years of refusing to come back to England. They have an annual meeting and he's come back for that annual meeting. And then yeah, well, they often arrive. they often hold the annual meeting other places around yeah. the world, so he travels to it. But they have said, no, we all have family now. You need to stop being stupid. They're also trying to trick him into coming home to sort his life out. Yeah. So he feels a burden of responsibility for having injured quite badly this young woman and he sort of nurses her. Yeah. Back into health. And yeah. that then is the, you know, the meet cute and the premise. Of, yes. And then we get to meet some of the characters from the previous books. We Sometimes. meet Abby and Max, who are the protagonists of the first book, and Damaris and Freddie, who are the protagonists of the second, and Patrick Flynn, who just appears all the time having a great time. He really does. And we find out people's backstories and things like that. And, mm. you and know, see them all interact with one a another. A bit of meaning of Christmas happening in that book. So... Is that enough? Yeah. Great. You have to ask me. Kimberly, mm. how did you feel about this pretty much published on Christmas Day two years ago? Yeah. Chance Sisters edition. So I read it two years ago as well, which I didn't yeah, I found realize. it and was like, oh, gasp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I often we do that for the pod where you're like, let's read this. And I'm like, sure, okay, God, I'll try and find some time. And then I pick it up, get a chapter in and I was like, I'm sure I've read this. (laughs) So that was my experience of The Christmas Bride. But I, so basically I thought her little brother, so pros, things I enjoyed, her little brother is great. He has like a pet duck. (laughs) Called I've never met a Toby I didn't like. Like, yeah, really enjoy little Toby. Yep, he's um, met, and he met a duck and met a duck. He has a pet duck that he's really fond of. So even though they're starving in this hovel, no one's allowed to eat the duck, which I've just found... Enjoyable. That was really cute. He's like eight or something. He's considerably yes. younger than me. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of my eldest. Oh, Peter. yeah. He totally yeah. would have a pet duck. He would have a pet yeah. duck. So Charlie is the older sister. I just thought she was a bit beige. I find her a bit forgettable. I mean, she's like, in terms of character, if you write her down on paper, she's great. She's an older sister. She's taking care of her brother. She's making sacrifices, doing the best she can. And their whole, with again, without giving away what it is that means they're on the run, it's not stupid. It's not like pride or eye roll roll or whatever. And it's also not too ridiculously dramatic or unrealistic Mm. that you kind of go, ugh. It's not gypsy magic, which sometimes Anne Gracie resorts to. So I, so all of it on paper is great. I just, you know, what I think the problem was on this new, on this most recent reread, it was the thing that jumped out at me. Too short? <laughs> no, I think the problem here was Toby was too interesting. interesting. Yes, Toby I... is awesome. He has all these cute stories. You he... just want to spend time with Toby. I, yeah, exactly. Like I'm like I'm not quite like I'm sure you'll be happy with Beijy McBeige face over there. She doesn't like she seems inoffensive. Mostly and nice. she's just healing. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. But she's unconscious for the first three chapters. But just marry so, her so you, that you can hang out with Toby. So Blake spends most of his time with Toby. With Toby, their chemistry, their chat is really cute. Really lovely. And and I didn't mind Blake, but I think, yeah, by the time you actually introduce them presumably falling in love, there's a little bit of like, oh, you're here. Okay. <laughs> oh, this story. We're doing this now. Oh, all right. I guess that's what I signed up for. So I think for me, that was a bit problematic for me. I think as far as he goes, so I think she's a bit beige. I think he is a little bit too gallant. So where I think her 
everything that all of the decision making she is doing and the reasons why they are in the situation they're in all very realistic or like I can it speaks highly of her character blah 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 I can't say the same for Blake so Blake's kind of why I'm not coming back to England I thought was a bit eye roll and, and a little and also- bit for it to have gone on as long like I get running away I am a big supporter, not a huge supporter, but I'm, I'm as in a big like, supporter of running away I'm when not you a have big a problem. Su- yeah. No, but I get running away when you have a major problem or when you do something that makes you feel really awful and you're like, I could never come back and from this. And it's or flight. And you yeah. just, and you pick flight and you run. But it's been 10 years and all of his links are still back in England. So like, you're, I just you're really pretty feel much like Patrick Flynn. A bit, you're his yeah. friends. I'm his friends. I'm like, I feel like you should have outgrown this, buddy. So I was unable to be on that kind of emotional journey with him because I was a bit like, when he's like, I've overcome this now. Thank you so much, Charlie, for helping me through. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, you could have done this yourself. Did you find that his obstacle to like being with her uh, a little bit? Yeah, that yeah. was that was my main. Yes. Like, oh, I didn't mind the you know his sort of ten year thing, but I thought their obstacle was like, oh come on, dude. So I guess I liked the family. I liked the Chance sisters. I enjoy the Chance family. Like they're a fun group of people to hang out with. His family was nice. I didn't mind his family when we meet them. But the problem is, I think Charlie and Blake are the most uninteresting people in this book. And it's weird that they are the vehicle through which we get to do but the other what interesting things. It, it makes things. you understand then why Anne Gracie was like, no, I can't have him as the hero of Novel absolutely. 3. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. He couldn't Jane, have carried. Because we yeah. were like, oh, Jane, Jane be Jane, boring. Jane's is a bit beige. She's a bit beige. She can't, it was hard for her to carry a whole book. So yeah. <laughs> certainly her alongside him was not carrying a whole book. And they they even needed a dog. So I feel like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. But look, as a novella, it works fine. It works fine. It doesn't stick around too long, which is good. It's not offensive um, like some of the novellas we've oh, read. No, it's, no, it's no, no. cute and innocuous, I But thought. the problem I had with this is that I keep forgetting I read it, which is always, <laughs> I think, indicative of how I feel about a book. So I don't hate it enough to get two pages in and go, ah! Uh, this one. Yeah, but I also don't, because I always forget the title. I will never remember I've read a particular book by its title. So, But even getting, like, I have to get a half a chapter or even a full chapter into this before I'm like, oh, I think I do remember. I have read this. I think you were two but chapters only... in when you texted me and were like, is this the one? Is this I'm the like, one? Yeah, yeah. But the um... only thing that I distinctly remembered at that point, that early point in the book, was Toby and his duck. That is all I dis- I remembered so many. Every scene with Toby in it, I could still like, remember. Is this the book with the duck? The but, I was, the duck? but I was like, what is his – why didn't he come back to England? What is the obstacle to them being together again? And it is just utterly forgettable. So the other problem I have with this book is the same author wrote The Virtuous Widow, and I don't know why you would read this instead of that. Well, it's just because it has Christmas in the title, and you get to spend times with, with characters, a little bit of time with characters that you like. But Damaris gets married at Christmas, so just read that. And I think there are better Christmassy in terms of the vibe of Christmas because they spend quite a bit of the book in the hovel, which is not particularly Christmassy. It's not very Christmassy in the hovel, spoiler alert. I think there are better Christmassy vibe books. When If, if what I wanted was Chris, the feel of Christmas, I would not pick this up. If what I wanted was a Anne Gracie-style novella that gave me that quick shot of just beautiful romance, I'm not picking this up. You're going to read The Virtuous Widow. Exactly. Which we've reviewed in a previous episode. Exactly. Go back. So I think... 
for me, I can't recommend this. But if someone said to me, should I read The Christmas Bride? I'd be like, no. But here are seven books you should read instead of The Christmas Bride. There's nothing wrong with The Christmas Bride. I just don't see why you'd spend your time there. See, I reckon, because it was only about 45 minutes of my life, Mm. that I I would periodically, it's not going to be something that I read every single year, but every few years I reckon I will spend my time with this because, Mm. like you, mostly I remember Toby. Yeah. And the relationship between Blake and the little brother. Yeah. And because of that, it means it's like I'm discovering the story anew every oh, time because I have such yeah, a bad but memory then I, for things. So do, like, as in, that's what happened to me. But then I feel like I'm just signing up to be periodically disappointed. I don't think I was. My major takeaway from The Christmas Bride is that I wanted to reread Autumn Other Bride and sisters, yeah. Winter Bride again, Abby and Damaris's story. Yeah. And that I really appreciated it's like how concise it was. It's which, short, but Anne Gracie gets a novella. I know she does. She mm. she crafts them quite well. But I loved The Little Brother, like oh, you. Toby's and what I thought was really quite a good idea was I thought it was a really good way to develop a character and show the likable side versus just focusing on the sort of lust yeah. that's become problematic in some novels we've read because, you know, Particularly in a novella. with this little person. Yes. And that shows this side of a character that we wouldn't necessarily have the time to see revealed. Yes. And it also is particularly important for him because what he kind of left behind, well, what anyone leaves behind when they flee from their life for a decade is family. That sense of family. Yeah. Yeah. So It I, was clever and con- it's, it's definitely a, like, it's been boiled down to its absolute concentrated important component. I think it's a I think it's a strong book, but it's not massively memorable, which feels like a contradiction. But when I go through it like in terms of how you construct a novella and how how the characters have been developed, except for, you know, Charlie is sort but, of Charlie sort of falls in love with him because he's really nice to a little brother. I know, that's the worst possible reason to be. No, it's not the worst possible well, reason. No, it's, it's not being the worst like coerced into it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, worst possible reason. Compared to some of the things um, we've read, I thought this true, was it's true. quite pleasant. Oh, I it would, is. It's quite pleasant. I will reread it again. I will not. I will not remember what happened and that is why I will reread it again. Oh god. So I don't really on that, know. On that it's dubious probably, note. It's probably a trash, I think. It's definitely trash for me. I think our trash or treasure definition is becoming memorable. No, trash <laughs> or treasure still maintains, will you read it again? Well, I will reread it, but I'm not going to But you can't it. say you treasure it. So yeah. I have, like, different, you know, I have right. multiple shades of categories with trash or treasure. Complex. We're complex people. We are. And that's just but, it is. hey... Merry festive season. Merry start of the festive season. How exciting. We hope this festive season brings you many festive books that fill you with festive jingle bell joy. Absolutely. Or whatever kind of holiday joy jingles your bell. And on that note. And on that note, join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. It may even be Christmas-related. And until then, happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.